Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks, and God bless you. May the day be filled with God's glory. It's been an interesting morning. I've, of course, I'm broadcasting this uh, in the station a couple weeks before you're hearing this. But as I've tried to start my program two to three different times, I've been getting calls from the State House and our secretary, the Speaker's secretary, Mary Lou Molitor's husband, Bill, who had a heart attack last week, was doing wonderful and went home uh, yesterday. And like I said, this is a couple weeks old and went home yesterday. And I just got a call, two calls in a row from the State House that he passed away when he went home, which is horrendously sad. Mary Lou is a phenomenal woman, and we love her to pieces, and our heart goes out to Mary Lou and her family, and I've just been devastated by that this morning. So trying to get it together to be able to do these shows is uh, certainly hasn't been as easy as I thought it would be, but you know what? God is good. God's on the throne, and he loved God. Bill loved God, and that's the what matters, and so now he's with the Lord, but please be praying for Mary Lou and her family. We want the presence of God to be near to them. But anyway, today I'm going to have a word of prayer, and then I'm going to dive into Matthew 5. Our Heavenly Father, my heart is sad, sad for Mary Lou. Lord, she's a dear friend and a wonderful secretary for the Speaker of the House. And God, losing Bill, what a jolt. But Lord, you're the God of peace, and I pray you overwhelm her with your presence. You lead her, you guide her, you give her wisdom as she moves on in her life. Oh, God, bring peace to this family, I pray. And Lord, be with this message today. I pray you be with me through these messages I share that the glory of God would shine through because, Lord, we do have a home you've prepared for each one of us. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. The Beatitudes. Beatitude. Jesus saw the crowds. He went up on the mountainside and sat down. And his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time in the Beatitudes. I'm going to move into uh, the 5th and 6th and 7th chapters of Matthew today, tomorrow, and the next day. And so I'm glad you're listening. These are words from Jesus. I like the red letter edition because you know it references that these are words from Jesus Christ. It says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you falsely, all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecute the prophets who they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Well, these are just straightforward, great words of who God was or Jesus was blessing here. And you know, there's several here, of course, as I started this the message I told you about the the sadness at the state house, but it says, "Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted." Well, I know God is going to comfort Mary Lou and her family, and and I just trust Him to do that. But I like the one I like is uh, there's several I I mean I like them all, but ones that kind of stick out to me are is the sixth verse says, "Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, 
for they will be filled. Now, what is hungering and thirsting for righteousness? You know what it's like to be hungry. Let's say you haven't eaten in a long, long time, and you just are really hungry about anything that sounds good. I remember years ago in 84, and that is quite a year, a few years ago now, I went on a Holy Land tour of Greece and Israel and Italy, saw where Jesus walked, saw where Paul walked, and just an amazing, life-changing event for me. But when I was back in Greece, especially in Greece, I just did not like the food at all, and I didn't eat much, and I was hungry. I got to Israel, didn't care much for the food in Israel either. But then I got to Rome, and the food was a little more normal, and they had some good pasta and some other things, and but, but it still wasn't like home. I'm telling you, we're spoiled in the United States of America. We have great food. So the time I got, got home to the airport in wherever it was, I can't remember, Seattle or Chicago or Boston, I don't know where it was. I can't remember. It's been a long time ago. But I know this. I was, uh, I was hungry. And I was, and I had some good airport food and very expensive food, but I enjoyed that because I was hungering for that. And then I think about thirsting, thirsting for righteousness. Have you ever been really thirsty? You ever been so parched you're out there, and and you have no water, and you're just you're about ready to pass out? Well, I've had that kind of happen in sports. You know, I used to work out uh, in the. Um, outside playing football and it'd, it'd be hot because it's September, August, September, and you just get so thirsty you'd need water. In fact, now they work very hard at making sure players are dehydrated. But when you're that thirsty, you can't wait to get to the water. Well, that's exactly what he's talking about, about righteousness, about holiness, about being people of God. Have a hunger, have such a desire to grow closer to God that you do everything in your power to do that. And what is that? And that's getting in the Word of God. That's calling upon your Heavenly Father. That's being faithful in the house of God because you want to be around God's people. and You want to hear the message of God that Sunday or whenever it is or in that small group when you talk about things. You know, I have a small group that meets Wednesday evenings at my house with about 11 of us. And we just we just talk and we go through some things. We've been going through the Genesis little Genesis series that talks about creation versus evolution and been phenomenal to see the power of God and how things unfold. I mean, it, I think Dale uh, Hackett uh, leads that, and it's just a, a tremendous program. But these guys, they want so much the power of God. I have some about six of those in that group who they go on Tuesdays to Pastor Gary's Bible study at the church. They just do everything they can. They, they really hunger and thirst after righteousness. And that's what we need to be doing. And he goes in the eighth verse, he says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Those that have a pure heart, those that, that uh, want to live upright, I call it living in holiness. Our church is a part of what they call the holiness movement. The holiness movement. There's other churches that are in that movement too, and that doesn't mean any other church is not a part of that or aren't godly and close to God. It's just kind of a label that they've put on us years ago. The Church of God, Anderson, uh, the Nazarenes, the Quakers, the Free Methodist. Um, there's there's several that are in that in that uh, area that they call the holiness area. But before us, I mean, along with us, they have the Wesleyan Holiness Group that are very, very uh, much 
uh, the holiness churches that just really live strictly by the Word of God and try to uh, to adhere to the things that the Word tells them. I just tell everybody, whether what church you go to, as long as they're preaching the Word of God, you live by it. We don't need to be judgmental of each other. We need to live by God's Word, be as holy and righteous as we can be. And as when we fall, when we fall down and we stumble and all of a sudden we we are looking the enemy in the face, we smack him one and get up and get going and say, thank you, Lord, for getting me through this. Because you're going to go through some tough times. I go through some tough times. So people say, oh, you're a pastor. Things must be easy. Easy? Are you kidding me? When you have to deal with everybody else's issues, all sorts of issues, you have to deal with things from the outside, from the inside, from every side. And somebody says, you know, I'm 60, almost 63 years old. They say, you ready to retire? Well, mentally, sometimes I am ready to retire. But emotionally and what God has for me, I am not ready because I think God has some more there on the docket uh, for me to do. And I just want to do what he wants me to do and be led by his spirit and just to love people. And, you know, even when I retire, if I ever retire, I want to love people. I want to love people with a genuine love that will help them see Jesus in a mighty and powerful way. Well, he goes on in the 10th verse, and I read this, I read all of them. It says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yes, those who stand up for the principles of God are persecuted. Those are called holier than thou, holy other than that, I remember that growing up as a kid, you know, the goody-goody boy. I was a pastor's son, and I didn't do those things or that a lot of people did. I didn't uh, stick out in the public and and just, you know, I just kind of was very, I guess, kind of a Puritan in high school in a sense because I just wanted to, that's just the way I was raised. Now, I don't have any regrets about that. I don't have any regrets about the things that I didn't do and what I didn't experience you know, but I can tell you this, we in our lives, we must realize that we're going to go through some persecution. We see it in politics all the time. Anytime God is mentioned, you see people bristle and bristle from the outside. You'll start seeing people talk and say, well, let's, you know, God too much a part of this. Let's take God out of this. Let's take God out of that. The enemy would love to have God out of everything. People of God, we've got to stand up and we've got to keep God in everything and we've got to spend time talking to our Lord. You know, remember what the Word of God says about the church? The church should be called a house of prayer. The house of prayer. We want to call upon God all the time. We want to allow His blessings to lead us in His direction to that we can follow. And God wants to do great things in each of our lives. Now, he didn't ask you to be perfect because he knew that probably wasn't going to happen. But he asked you to follow him with everything you have, with all your heart, soul, and mind. And as we talk about Matthew for the next couple of days, and this, I didn't mean to go the whole time on the Beatitudes. I was just going to share that and keep moving. But now I'm out of time, so I guess I will be talking about some other things the next two days uh, from Jesus' great words. But let's let's make a difference. Let's make a difference. Our Heavenly Father... Help us to make a difference in lives. Help us to be holy. Holy, 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 Lord. We want to follow you. We want to be a righteous people. Help us to hunger and thirst after righteousness. Bless these listeners today. Walk with them, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.